0: McKinley-Wright from the Logo! Got it! Oh, McKinley-Wright! Welcome in to the DNVR Buffs podcast presented by the Colorado XOs. I'm Henry Chisholm, and today we have a lot to talk about. Uh, today is the first day at camp. Um, obviously, I mean, let's just let's just get this over with. Uh, so, presenting sponsor, the Colorado XOs, their rugby team based here in Glendale. Uh, They're doing a bunch of cool stuff. They're taking athletes who played other sports, teaching them how to play rugby, and getting them onto uh, the the highest levels of rugby. They're getting players into Major League Rugby, goals to get them onto the U.S. national team, which trains at the same facility. It's a cool project, been going for about a year. got five players into Major League Rugby. I don't think there's any on the Olympic team yet, uh, but you can still follow along with that Olympic team, DMVR Rugby, uh, DMVR Rugby Podcast, Twitter account, website, all that stuff, so definitely make sure you're tuned in, because rugby's a lot of fun. All right, um, so yeah, today's the first day at camp, um, 25 practices this month as Colorado tries to get ready for the football season, um, I will be at all of them, so I don't get to watch, media doesn't get to watch the practices, but there is a media availability after the practice. And that's where, you know, me and all the other people you probably see on Twitter uh, hang out and wait and then we talk to whoever we want to talk to. Um, So today the way it worked was um, because it's the first day, there's a lot more people up there. Usually there's just like four of us typically, maybe five uh, doing like the media stuff. Um, But today, since it's the first day, you've got the TV stations, um, some more people like uh, Denver Post was there, that kind of stuff. Um, And so instead of having it the normal way, uh, it was Carl went to the podium, then Nate went to the podium, and Jarek went to the podium. Um, We heard from those three. Uh, Tomorrow, though, um, we'll see who I actually get to talk to. I'm hoping to get to talk to uh, Christian Gonzalez, Brady Russell, when you do that, it's like 50-50 that you get those guys alone. 50-50, it's like another reporter jumping in there, too. Um, and so throughout camp, we're going to be talking about, you know, the stuff that people say on the podium that everybody hears. Um, I'll also be doing a bunch of other interviews. Um, and we'll be trying to get the audio with some of those on the podcast. Um, you know, if, if like if I get Brady alone tomorrow record it maybe just throw it on here uh so yeah it's gonna be a lot of fun i'm really excited for fall camp there's a bunch of cool stuff on the way um including every tuesday i'm gonna have matt mcchesney former buff former bronco former new york jet think there might have been one other in there um on the podcast and so that's going to be a lot of fun something to look forward to he uh he knows a lot about cu uh from you know his time there connections he still has but also because he runs 6-0 strength and fitness where a bunch of the top high school athletes in the state train um where a bunch of the current cu players train and then some nfl guys in there too um so he has some unique insights and again that's going to be every tuesday a bunch of other cool stuff on the way um but yeah as we get into camp I'll have a podcast up every day at camp talking about, you know, what we learned, what we heard. Um, And early on, there's going to be plenty to talk about. Uh, It's actually kind of a crazy schedule. You know, 25 practices in 30 days-ish, something right around there. Probably less than that. Um, You know, we start up, I get to drive from Denver to Boulder six days in a row. Real excited about that. Um, But yeah, so there's kind of like some basic camp info um like i said it's not open to the media it's not open to the public you can't go watch the camp Um, actually in the email that we got specifically said do not say what time practices because inevitably there will be people who think that they can just go watch they can't Um, so i just want to repeat that since i did say it's six days in a row they have camp Um, but yeah there we go there's all that stuff out of the way and now we can talk about what we actually heard today and what we heard was a lot of different stuff. Um, I guess I should plug this. If you want all of the details, I've already written, what is this? Uh, 1,747 words. Just about the post-camp media availability today. Um, stuff about Jarek, stuff about Nate, uh, stuff from Carl Durrell. Um, definitely check that out. This is the time to subscribe to DMVR the dnvr.com we'll have all of my written stuff some other cool things if you're fans of other denver sports teams colorado sports teams then even better there's even more for you there um so yeah plug that real quick since i know there's a lot of people probably jumping in for the first time since it was the first day of camp um there we go now we can talk about what actually happened uh so you know we're uh, waiting up there Uh, for Carl. Carl comes in with a a big smile on his face. He's happy. He's happy to see people in person again. Um, Good vibes, which again, day one of camp, if there were bad vibes coming from the coach, that'd be a really, really, really bad sign. You know, you don't expect him to be all pissed off after day one. And if he is, (laughs) there's probably real reason for concern, but he wasn't. Um, One of the first questions he was asked, no surprise here, asked about the quarterbacks. And, you know, what did he see today compared to what he expected? And here's what Carl said. I would say that that's why I'm smiling. Isn't that so nice to hear? Again, there's going to be ups and downs and expecting Carl to be happy with his quarterbacks every day is just unrealistic. But as this quarterback competition gets underway, JT Shrout, um, Brendan Lewis, you just want to hear good things. That's it. And I think that There's a lot of people who've already decided, like, I want Brendan to be the quarterback or I want JT to be the quarterback. That's real cool. But, again, the best thing that could happen is that the quarterbacks are playing well. And regardless of who wins, you just want somebody who's able to go out there and win games. Um, Today, like I said... Heard good things, um, probably not the most intense practice considering, you know, they don't have pads on yet, um, probably easing their way in maybe just a little bit. Um, but again, still good to hear that uh, things are going well. Carl did say that he didn't see any mistakes out there. Uh, he did mention like they may have missed a throw here or there, but overall they show great command, great presence today. Again, just what you want to hear. Um also you know I said this yesterday when I was out at Pac-12 Media Day but Carl said then that they'll be making a determination on the quarterback probably around the, I mean, closer to the end of camp. It's not going to come in the first couple weeks is what he said at PAC 12 media day. Um, and today he said, you know, we're going to get figured out in time for whoever the quarterback is to prepare for Northern Colorado. And that game is September 3rd. And so this really could drag on toward the end of camp, which I don't necessarily think that's a bad thing. Um, I think that I mean, there's definitely some some benefit to figuring out who it is earlier, um, especially when you have two quarterbacks who play different styles of football. JT, more of your pocket passer. Brendan, more of your runner. Yeah, if you could start narrowing the offense down to do what fits each one of them individually, that would be a benefit. But at the same time, you know the Broncos have a quarterback competition going too. And one of the things that Teddy Bridgewater mentioned was, you know, it's kind of nice getting some reps working with the number twos because you're going to be playing with those guys during the season anyway. Uh, at some point, your number four, number five receiver is going to be out on the field. And if you've had a chance to to watch him get in and out of his breaks, to, to build some chemistry there, to get used to the line, all that kind of stuff, there is value there too. And I think that rotating through playing with everybody at this point while they are installing things and that's another thing carl mentioned today is that there's going to be five big install days um didn't get too much into the weeds there i think that as those install days happen that's probably when while i personally will start asking questions maybe somebody asked before then um but and then we says, okay, today was a big install day. That's when it's time to be like, okay, so what exactly does that mean? How how does that work? And what is the process over the course of the next couple of days to, to get all that stuff in? Um, but today was a lot of big picture questions, as you'd probably imagine. You know, talking about COVID. Um, Him saying, uh, what, 92% of the team is vaccinated, 97% of the staff is vaccinated. Um, Plus, on top of that, there's some people who've already decided to get vaccinated. Like, maybe they even have their first dose, but they're still waiting on the second dose. Or they've had their two doses, and you're not fully vaccinated for 14 days, that kind of stuff. Um, So those numbers will continue to go up, according to Carl. Um, He says those numbers are already right at the top of the Pac-12 I think that's pretty easy to believe. Um, You know, he was, you could tell that COVID was still on his mind. And it wasn't like last year when it felt like that was almost like the first thing on his mind at all times was, please, please. And, And he said at the time, you know, I stay awake in bed at night thinking, what if we have an outbreak? What if this does hit us? And luckily for Colorado, it never did hit, although it did hit a couple of opponents and that you know meant that one game was canceled and but I guess another game was canceled but got replaced by the San Diego State game those concerns are still out there um and I don't know he like I said he was like happy he was having some fun that kind of stuff but when you ask him about COVID and how concerned he was the answer was he's pretty concerned um I think that that's fair you know we don't need to go back to like last year when this was the DNVR COVID podcast, but there, there are some trends that are concerning and the science, like the science people are saying like whatever variant is doing, whatever, definitely something to, to monitor throughout the season. And I mean, just as like you go about life in a pandemic, but um, it is good to hear that they're at least taking it seriously and you know i think that there's a reason that colorado didn't have the same serious outbreak at least you know there were a couple like position groups that maybe got hit a little bit but they didn't have serious outbreaks like some other teams did last season and again that's attention to detail anything else let's i think that's it for covid stuff we have to knock out that is not fun to talk about um, he'd say we have to do our due diligence about wearing masks for people who aren't vaccinated. Um, really trying to take care of each other from day to day standpoint. No more talking about COVID today, please. Um, what else? Um, a, a lot of it, uh, the general vibe was uh, kind of, we're happy with what we did last year and we feel like we're building on top of that. Um, he says guys are really bought in. They seem to understand how they fit into this whole thing. Um, he said the execution today, he said, was night and day compared to where it was um, in October during the first practice last year. Um, you know, some some other interesting stuff in there. Um, I think here here is kind of my biggest takeaway probably, um, was the way that he talked about the transfers because he brought up the transfers in his opening statement. Um, and he said, it was good to see a lot of those transfers play, you know, Max Ray, Noah Fenske, all those guys, and kind of got entrenched seeing them work. It's definitely a better football team than we had a year ago. And that's similar to some of the other comments he's made. Um, you know, I think at Pac-12 Media Day, he went so far as to say, like, we kind of built this defense, built this team out of the portal. Um, and I think it was a question about Nate where he was saying that, saying like, you know, having Nate back, having him do everything. Carl said he doesn't get, he doesn't have to do everything anymore because we do have more guys around him who can contribute. I think that I I don't know, I don't think that that's like a slight on last year's roster. But I do think that there's absolutely something here in terms of the way that Carl Durrell sees some of the players who he brought in. You know, so he brought up Max Ray uh, specifically during that opening statement. Um, He was asked about him later. Not a surprise. Seems like a good question. And Carl said, he's a good looking guy. In terms of his height and length, we don't have anybody quite like that. We're hoping that he gets entrenched in doing some really good things for us. You know, we've been talking throughout the summer about how he, to me, is the favorite to win the starting right tackle job. So, you know, last year, they've lost one lineman from last year, left tackle Will Sherman. Now, Frank Phillip, I still think, is the favorite to flip from the right side to the left side. He's out for a couple weeks with an injury. Maybe adds a little bit of intrigue there. But again, I don't really see a world where he isn't starting. Um, Max Ray, three years of eligibility coming from Ohio State. Um, We've had this talk quite often when we talk about transfers. But just because you can't play at at, college, Ohio State right now doesn't mean you can't get on the field at Colorado right now. You hope it changes, but that's just the way that things work. Um, you know, Noah Fensky, the Iowa transfer, also got the name drop from Carl Durrell. Um, he, to me, was somebody who I didn't expect to factor in this season. I thought that he probably was more of like a 2022 type of guy, but, you know... If you're getting your name dropped on the first day of practice, that is certainly a good thing. And I don't know, it, I am opening my eyes up a little bit to Noah Fenske. Um, if we keep hearing good things about him, he could take somebody's job. It wouldn't be the craziest thing in the world. Um, that offensive line last year, it was good. I also think that, you know, having a quarterback like Sam Neuer who can move. That's going to make you look a little bit better in pass protection because he can escape and he can make guys miss and do those sorts of things. Having a running back like Jarek Broussard is going to help a lot. Um, and so, how much of the offensive line's performance can be credited to that backfield? I uh, I don't know. Um, and when you look at Noah Fenske, I think he was uh, he was listed as the backup center last year at Iowa, which again, Iowa traditionally good offensive line. Can't say I watched a whole lot of Iowa football last year, but I assume that being a, the the number 2 on an offensive line, you know, again, does that necessarily mean you should be starting at Colorado? No, but it, the the Iowa offensive line just has a different reputation Colorado's offensive line does right now because of the recent history. Um so again, I'm I'm not quite ready to say that Noah Fenske is really really has a good shot to to take one of those interior line positions. Um but if we hear more good things about him, you know, I, I, at some point we're going to hear from Mitch Ro- Rodriguez, the offensive line coach. At some point we're going to hear from uh the Darren Cheverini, the offensive coordinator, um, will be talking with offensive linemen. And if they start saying things like, yeah, no offense, he's, he's looking good. He, then that's when I'm willing to open the door, but you know, keep an eye on it. Keep an eye on it right now. Also four years of eligibility for him. Just good note there. Um, So Nate Lamon also talked about some of the transfer linebackers had some good things to say. And here's a quote, watch them practice and you can see that they're contributing well to the team and adding to that competition, making me better, making the other guys better. Um, Again, that's what you want to hear that they're doing good things. Um, Rob specifically, Robert Barnes, he said, Rob's a vocal guy. He's a great leader. Um, You know, so Robert Barnes comes from Oklahoma, um, can't remember if he's one year of eligibility or two, but he uh, played some safety, uh, played some linebacker. Kind of got pushed out of the rotation. It was like a weird thing, honestly, because I can't remember freshman sophomore year, one or the other. He he was not starting, but kind of like the almost the sixth man. Um for Oklahoma and played a lot in the college football playoff in that semifinal um, before he actually left that game with an injury. Again, he's somebody who I think you look at and say, probably going to be a big factor in this defense. Um, Jack Lamb, a little bit different story. So he was not around during the spring. Another inside linebacker. He, uh, he played quite a bit, for notre dame in 2019 um it was a hip injury could have been career ending um came back in 2020 didn't get a role in that rotation played some special teams um again i've I've, you look at the message boards and they'll say he didn't look like himself athletically um but carl today said he's at full strength um had a whole bunch of really good things um He's in our leadership group, and you know I think that tells you a lot about a guy um, that's new to your program. He just gets, uh, he just got here in May. Um, he's running around. He's in great condition. I think our team is in great condition just overall with our strength staff, um, but he's kind of fell in line with what everyone else is doing. Um, Nate said he's a super, super athletic guy, which, again, was the book on him. That's kind of why an injury does scare you. Again, all, oh oh here's here was the best line from Carl he's going to impact us for sure defensively so there you go um obviously a lot of camp left but it does seem like obviously Jack lamb is a part of this defense um, maybe there were some questions about that because uh, what he, is he three years or four years of eligibility um but he actually graduated from Notre Dame, which is, again, just interesting. The COVID year throws everything off. Um, so linebackers, though, I, I think that, again, that is one of the places that you look at with some question marks um, on this roster. I do think, though, that they're going to be just fine next to Nate um, at the very least. And I do think that there's quite a bit of upside here, too. Um, Oh, other note, one of the CU rules is that you can't talk to newcomers. So, if they're true freshmen, um, transfers, that sort of thing, until after the first game. So, sometimes there are exceptions to that, but I really don't expect to hear from Robert Barnes or from Jack Lamb. One of the exceptions I do think we'll get is JT Shroud. And I almost think... I should search my notes because I'm pretty sure we heard from him this spring. But I don't want to say that unless I'm sure. Um, Let me just search. Shrout. Uh, No, maybe not. Either that or I didn't label my notes well. Um, Okay. Well, that's good enough. Yeah, so... (sighs) Good stuff on the linebackers. Good stuff in the transfers in general. Um, what else do t- t- we want to get to? Uh, one of the one of the things that was interesting to me is that the word foundation was used a lot, both by Carl and Nate. Um, and there was even, yeah, Nate said, "I think that found, or I think that the foundation that was built last year is going to be brought up a lot this year." that's something to keep an eye on. Um, you know, it seems like every camp there's like a couple of buzzwords that you just hear over and over again. And you know, there's different reasons, but I think it's safe to say that this one in particular, the reason is probably because Carl and the coaching staff talk about the foundation a lot with the guys. And so it's on their mind. It's something they think about. It's part of the way they view what's going on at CU. Um, Something to keep an eye on. Um, but here's what they had to say. Uh, so, Carl, for example, I think this was his opening statement, said, I feel like the foundation is finally, he said, it's curing. It's done. It's been made. Um, we've made it as strong as possible. It's a good foundation. Um, again, that kind of goes back to some of the things we talked about. You know, execution is night and day compared to where it was last year. Um, and we said, talking about his players he said they know how we handle ourselves within our program the expectations of that it's very comforting to see that they've bought into that but more importantly they've bought into each other I always tell them I don't play the game I'm the guy sitting on the sideline in the painted white and I don't play the game they've got to ultimately become meld themselves into being a great football team I'm just trying to guide them in that process And Nate said, we built this foundation last year. I think we had a great year last year, and through the spring and summer, you can continue on that tradition. Carl's culture is working hard, just playing football the way that the game is supposed to be played. I think that the foundation that was built last year is going to be brought up a lot this year. Um, So it's interesting that that's kind of how they see things Um, Makes sense. I think that there's obviously something to that. They had a winning season, which recently has been tough to do in Colorado um yeah I guess that's probably it on that um how about some Jarek stuff actually here's here's a little more on Nate and I think this is maybe the last thing we'll touch on with Nate I'll double check though um in terms of his injury things are going well um, not really surprised. Again, had a chance to talk with him at Pac-12 Media Day last week. We heard all this. That he feels like he's good to go. They're probably going to slow him down a little bit just because he's coming back from an injury, and you got to be careful, all that kind of stuff. But he really does feel good. Um, he said that over and over. I said it was tough not playing the spring. Feels great now. Um, he did go through all of the drills today. Um, he, he also took a couple of the reps off just because they, they don't want him to have a a full workload quite yet, but there weren't any drills that he didn't do, uh, which is noteworthy for sure. Again, first day of practice, there's no pads. They're not like out there playing real football yet, but it's a good start. Once they do put the pads on and start doing some, you know, real live football sessions, We'll see whether he's out there or not, and that's going to be one of those big, I don't know, big moments in terms of his recovery and what we need to know as people who follow CU football. Um, that reminds me, there are a couple of practices there are open to the media. Uh, I think they're, what... There might be one like a week from now, uh, something like that. So there will be a couple of chances for me to actually get my eyes on the football team before the first day. Because, again, it's weird talking about um, a practice that you don't see. And obviously there's not a whole lot going on right now in practice. Once they start doing some live sessions, then... You'll hear people say, oh, Levante Chennault, he he made some incredible grabs. He's looked great for a few days. He's someone we're really excited. Stuff like that um, that, again, it's all secondhand at this point. For you guys, I think it's thirdhand since I'm telling you after they told me. It doesn't really matter. Um, let's see. We should probably take a break here. Uh, we can finish off some of this Nate stuff. Um, talked a lot about his recovery Saying, you know, the toughest part is the first month or two, um, because at that point, first of all, you can't really do anything because you're recovering from the torn Achilles. Uh, you couldn't even drive. Obviously, your foot isn't pushing pedals when it's in a boot, and you're not supposed to flex it because the Achilles. Um, said that it's also a tough time because you're so far away from the end of the process. Whereas like the last couple of months, it's been like, okay, 95% just got to get it to a hundred percent. Back then it's like, I can't even walk right now. I'm going to be spending hours and hours just to get back to where I was, not even to become better. Um, he said that he was around the team for most of his rehab though. He didn't feel like he was alone. Uh, he said he had a great support staff. I was working with the training staff, the new strength coach, no surprises there, but seems to be doing well. Seems to have at least, like, mentally gotten kind of into a good place. Um, so, yeah, uh, good stuff there. Uh, I guess since we brought up the strength staff. Carl also brought up the strength t- staff, and just kind of in passing, but saying, you know, they've done good work. You can see the difference. Uh, Media Day, he, he said more than that. He kind of dug in a little bit deeper. Um talking about he can see physical changes in the players. Um, you know, Shannon Turley is coming in as the new strength coach. He di- he didn't coach anywhere last year, but for, like, 12 years before that, he was Stanford's strength coach. And in that time, you know, Stanford, I think, sent more players to the NFL than, like, five programs in the country. A um, lot of first-round draft picks, all that kind of stuff. Uh, Shannon's time there lined up almost perfectly with uh, – kind of when Stanford got good, you know, they were like, I think like the year before we got there, they were like a two win program and then they made a huge jump. And two years later were in the Rose bowl, I think. Um, so again, just a couple more Nate kind of in passing, Carl kind of in passing saying that it's making a difference. Uh, and that's probably something I'm curious about. I'll, I need to remember to ask Brady about that tomorrow. Um, and Christian too, I guess. Also need to make sure that I'm actually going to talk to those guys. But whatever. Um, yeah, let's uh, let's take a quick break here, and we'll come back and talk about what Jarek Broussard had to say because there was quite a bit in there. First off, want to give a shout out to uh, Strava Craft Coffee. Uh, they've been they've been a partner of ours for like years now. It's kind of crazy to think back for how long. They've been around. Um, but so much has changed. Um, the coffee is still very good, it's still CBD infused, and it gets great reviews and all that. But also, you can get it at the DNVR bar um, at York and Colfax, uh, which I recommend. They have the cold brew there. If you're looking for like uh, something to wake you up, or just a CBD, I feel like that's a good thing to do. Um, also, uh, if you subscribe to a product, you can get 20% off every time. So Strava has like ground beans and whole beans and K-Cups and a bunch of the other ways that you can turn something into coffee. And, uh... If you subscribe to any of those products, you get them every two, four, six, or eight weeks. Uh, it's your choice, it's not like a random thing. Um, and then you get 20% off every time. It's a it's an awesome deal. And if you've never tried Strava before, or if you haven't used our new code because it's only been around for like a month or two, you can use the code DNVR25 uh, and get 25% off at checkout from Strava Craft Coffee a great deal. And again, even if you've used that 20% off code, you can now use this or remember, subscribe save 20% off on every single order. Also, got to give a shout out to our friends over at DraftKings. Um they've always got great promotions going, including right now. Um all you have to do is bet $1 on any of the Olympic events and you get $100 in credits if America wins a medal. Uh, It doesn't have to be in that event. It doesn't have to be like a gold medal. Uh, I'm pretty sure like because they've already won a medal, if you just make a bet on the Olympics and you're a new user, that's an important detail, then you just get those 100 credits. So again, if you've never like you're not a better, you're interested, want to get into it, this is a great way to do it because it costs a dollar. You get $100 in free credits. And then uh, ideally, you turn those $100 into like more than $100. But uh, even if things don't go well, even if you're able to just win $2 using those $100 in free credits, well guess what? You doubled the money that you put in. It's an awesome promotion. Obviously it won't last long because the Olympics are winding down potentially. I'm actually not sure. It's so tough to keep up when they're not on at times when I'm awake. but definitely get into that get into that deal. Uh, download the top-rated DraftKings Sportsbook app now. Use the promo code DNVR when you sign up and turn $1 into $100 in free credits if America wins a medal. That's code DNVR to turn $1 into $100 in free credits for a limited time only at DraftKings Sportsbook. Must be 21 or older, Colorado only, new customers only. Restrictions apply. See draftkings.com/sportsbook for details. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-522-4700. Okay, um, into some of this stuff with Jarek. Uh, so, obviously, it was a great season for Jarek last year. Offensive player of the year in the Pac-12. Um, after not playing for Colorado at all because of injuries up to that point. Um, one of the reasons why, though, is because he was carrying the ball almost 30 times a game. I think it was Brian Howell who asked him, uh, is, is that too many? Is that Can can you do that again when this time it's a 12-game season instead of the six that it was supposed to be last year? Um, he said, I ain't tripping off of getting the ball. Obviously, I want the ball. Um, he did say, you know, we have a good room. It'd be beneficial to see more guys contribute. Um, we all feed off each other's success. Talked about how those guys have now seen what he's done. And to them, they say, well, if Jarrett can do it, why can't I go do that? And that's kind of the mentality. It's all about building each other up. It's not competing for the few refs that are out there. It's uh, everybody does their best. They support each other and everybody's going to get a chance to carry the ball. Um, Again, you should Jarek is Jer. I like Jarek. I think that was actually the first time I talked to him in person uh, because obviously there wasn't much reason to talk to him before last season. And last season, everything was over zoom. And first of all, it's fun to be taller than somebody when I talk to them it's very rare doing what I do um but that part of it was pretty cool but also he just has like such a great smile like there was like at one point he was confused by a question and he just like smiles and looks at Curtis it's like yeah that's it's a great reaction lots of jokes um just like a good positive energy um fun to be around for sure um Let's see. I asked him if like if camp feels different now that he's done all those things instead of being in a position where he kind of has to prove himself. Um, he said, no, not really. It's good. football's is football. are how you're doing football. I said, well, people treat you differently at all? And he says, I don't feel like people treat me different. Before I got hurt, most of the guys on the team knew what I was capable of. It's just that nobody had ever seen it. Now I've finally gotten an opportunity to show it. I mean, yeah, there's a little more clout, but everything's pretty much the same still. Good stuff there. As always. Um, Oh, maybe the biggest note from Jarek. This is a fun one. I think it was the last question for him. Oh, I'm looking at the wrong page. Um, I'm pretty sure it was the last question. and It was Terry Fry um, asking so, you know, with the knee brace, it's something that we've kind of talked about. Carl's brought up that he thinks you're faster without it, all that kind of stuff. Um, He said, do you feel like you're faster now, now that that knee brace is off? And he said, I guess you'll see September 3rd. It's a, it's a great answer. And hopefully the answer is like, yeah, he does. Um, Yeah, not much else in there. He talked about the quarterbacks. He said that it doesn't really impact him all that much. I asked him, like, I kind of, like, peek over there and, like, pay attention. He's like, nope, just focus on his own stuff. He hasn't seemed too into the quarterback competition, uh, which is probably a good thing. Um, yeah. The, I think that that's about it from Jarek. Just running through and make sure there's nothing else. Yep. Um Oh, there was something I realized I'd forgotten. Oh, we were talking about the linebackers. I wish I had brought this up. Um, but Nate was asked about Mr. Williams. So Mr. Williams is one of the... He was like a top half recruit in terms of the recruiting rankings for Colorado in the 2020 class. Didn't play at all last year. Not a surprise given that there was like no, no real fall camp. It was shortened and you had to get the whole offense in. On top of that, there was no spring camp before that to get some of the work done. Um lot of reasons why it was a really tough situation for young players to be successful last year. Um, on top of that, linebacker, you typically don't see true freshmen just jumping in and playing right away anyway. Um, but Nate said, um, when asked about Mr. Williams, that he's really smart, and that's what stands out, and that he's he's even smarter than Nate was when he showed up. He said, probably the smartest freshman I've ever been around. Um, he'll be one heck of a player when uh, and and a heck of a linebacker there it is that my notes were bad um so yeah there we go um i think that that's just about oh actually there's two more things that we gotta get to first of all I wanna tell you guys about Manscaped. Um, the summer's winding down, but there's still plenty of reasons to get in with Manscaped. They have so many great products. You know, in the summer, it's all about the crop preserver, their ball deodorant. It works even better than you could imagine. I actually, uh, when I was up in Montana last week for a wedding, it was really hot. And I was in the wedding or in like a three-piece suit. It was, I think, 95 degrees, and we're just standing out there. And the pictures, it's so hot. Uh, during the wedding, Santa so hot, but before that, obviously, I had my crop preserver with me, I told the rest of the groomsmen, like, hey, I just left that in there, you guys, when you take a shower, get ready, whatever, try it out, and the reviews, they were, they were very good, um, I was sweaty still, but not, that was, that was a, I blame Old Spice for me sweating That, that was the issue But uh, yeah That's a, a, an essential for the summer They've got so many other great products um, From the Crop Reviver um, To they have like wipes They're great um, And of course what they're best known for Is the Lawnmower 4.0 um, It's an incre- incredibly powerful trimmer uh, Body hair trimmer You um, can get whatever you need to get done um, And it's also It's like they have the skin guard technology which means that you don't have to worry about it um and the best part is if you're interested in these products first of all like the performance package 4.0 come with the uh the Lamar 4.0 will come with the uh, Weed Whacker, which is their nose and ear hair trimmer. It comes with a bunch of those other products that I brought up. Plus, you get like boxers and a travel bag. It's really cool stuff. And if you get that, obviously there's a discount for getting a package. But also you can use the code DNVR at manscaped.com and get 20% off and free shipping. It's a it's a great opportunity to get in check these products out so make sure you use that D N V R code at manscape.com get yourself 20% off and free shipping All right um before we get out of here we're going to hit the DraftKings pick of the week and here's what it's going to be Um I've been I've been betting against the US men's basketball team over and over again throughout this uh this tournament so far it's uh it hasn't paid out because I didn't do it the first game. If I'd it the first game, it would have paid for the rest. I'm going at this one more time. And instead of just taking the French money line in the uh, uh, in the championship game, I'm going to go with the spread. A little more conservative. They're at plus 12.5 right now. Just need to keep it within 12 points. I think that that's attainable. I don't think we've seen anything from this American team that makes you think that it's safe for them to even win this game but also just keep it within 12 the, the, i mean the french already beat them in this tournament i'm taking that that's a draft kings pick of the week and hopefully it works out for all of us all right that's gonna do it for today um i'm gonna head up to boulder tomorrow oh there's also another cool thing tomorrow i'm not sure i don't have a plan for it yet um couple of cool interviews going to be a podcast coming out might not be tomorrow but there will definitely be a podcast talking about camp at some point tomorrow Uh, so be on the lookout for that i'll see you guys then